Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com It's the NFL season 2021. It's here. It's finally here the day you've waited for, I guess, since last February 7th. The Bucks hosting the Dallas Cowboys in the kickoff game of the entire season not just the buck season 67,000 fans will be at Raymond James Stadium it's going to be an incredible atmosphere of course NBC broadcasting the game you got Ed Sheeran in town what more do you want folks this is this is the day we waited for yes it is I mean and and finally Tampa Bay gets an NFL opening game that's right yeah 2002 they won the Super Bowl 2003 they were the uh, only team since then to uh, win a Super Bowl and then have to open uh, on the road at Philadelphia. They had the 100-year game, uh, which was Green Bay and Chicago. But aside from that, every Super Bowl winner has hosted uh, the first uh, their first game of the next season except for the Bucks, And so they finally get their bite of the apple. And, you know, I mean, we had a Super Bowl here back in February. It was uh, historic in that it was the first team to – you know, to play and win a Super Bowl in their home stadium. But there was only 24,000 people there and a lot of cardboard cutouts. And we were in the middle of COVID. And, um, you know, it wasn't the, the week uh, of build-up celebration uh, that, that you would normally have in a Super Bowl city. So, you know, we got kind of ripped off as a, as a community. Uh, still didn't lessen the accomplishment. And certainly the excitement was there throughout the town. And, and I think, you know, that has continued uh, in the off season And, uh, right up to now, but but this is this is a big event. I wrote about it in the Tampa Bay Times and on TampaBay.com that um, you know for for Raymond James for for a packed house for a defending Super Bowl champions kicking off the NFL season against that team with a star on their helmet. Uh, it hasn't gotten this big um, really going back until 2003. Maybe you can say the year after the Bucks won the Super Bowl, uh, the last maybe kind of buzz that you might have had like that was when Tony Dungy brought the Colts back into Tampa uh, Raymond James Stadium for the first time since he had been with the Colts. Uh, the Bucks were, I think, 3-1 and one at that time. They built uh, an enormous lead. Of course, that was that, uh, you know, still rates as the biggest fourth quarter collapse in Monday Night Football history as Peyton Manning led them back, I think, from like 24 points in the final four minutes, something like that. Uh, and, um, and the Colts won that game, but uh, that's you know that that sort of energy that was in the building that night. We haven't really seen it, in my opinion. They've had some some big crowds, but they haven't seen that sort of anticipation build up in a predominantly uh, Bucks crowd. Now, there's going to be some Dallas Cowboys fans. Let's not kid yourselves, folks. We know what you did with those season tickets. <laughs> you sold some of those. Be honest, because you're getting top top dollar in the secondary market. And I so, think some did, but I think most. I mean, they may sell some other games down the road, but yeah, this, this was the one that fetched the most money. But I think you want to go to this one. Mm-hmm. You know, this that's is what the I mean. Big one, yeah, yeah. Because if you couldn't go to the Super Bowl, for example, because there simply wasn't enough enough seats, this is your Super Bowl. This is this is sort of 
the continuation of that. And, and I know they want to talk about, well, we put it behind us. It's a new year. That's all true. Um, just remember, they're going to they're gonna unfurl a, 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 like a banner in that stadium, and it's going to say, you know, uh, Super Bowl 55 champions. I'm telling you, it's going up. So for, for all the, you know, hey, we're on to next year, there's still one more piece of business, I think, to do at Raymond James. So uh, that'll be part of it. They're going to have a new video. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Brian Ford, the COO, has said, get in your seats. Uh, there's going to be some fan participation things. I, I think it's going to be much like uh, you see at Super Bowls with the cards that the fans hold up at given times. Right at 8 o'clock, they want you in your seats. So you can't go to Ed Sheeran and think you're going to make your way into the stadium by 8 o'clock. That's not going to work, uh, and, it, and it's not going to look good unless everybody is seated at the right time. So make sure you get there and uh, enjoy the pregame festivities because it'll be It'll be lit, as the kids say. It's going to be really, uh, really a lot of fun. We got a big treat for you today on the podcast to get you ready for the Bucks and the Cowboys. Tom Brady, the GOAT. I sat down with him uh, last week. You've read some of those stories. Now you get to hear from him yourself. This isn't the entire interview that I did because I'm still writing stories from that interview, so you won't hear all of it. Um, also, uh, uh, towards the end when we were uh, sort of saying goodbye uh, is when he and I discussed, uh, you know, how he wants to uh, be here for many years is, is the term that he used. Uh, he said that, you know, I hope to be here a long time, many years. Um, you won't hear that because, as I said, we sat and had a discussion for a little bit as he was leaving. Um, but but everything else, his thoughts about being in Tampa Bay, um, the, the goal of repeating, any, even his obsession about this numbers rule where they're allowing – pretty much anyone to wear any number uh, that's, uh, that, that, that he's not fond of because he's out there playing chess, not checkers. Um, you'll hear his, his frustration in that. But just in general, it's good to hear Tom, who, uh, as I've said before, when you get him off, you know, it's the first time we've been able to talk to him alone in, in like 19 months. But when you do, he's uh, not the podium Tom. He's relaxed. He's engaged. Uh, you'll, you'll hear the difference uh, you know, in this interview, and I hope you guys enjoy it. We also have... Devin White, the Bucks linebacker, my, my interview with him. Uh, this is a guy I think that is going to be the defensive player of the year. Uh, he has that kind of ability. I think he'll have that kind of an impact if, this, if he stays healthy and this football team does what I think it will do. Um, just look at his performance in the playoffs. He was on, in, in on almost every major play, turnovers, uh, re, you know, recovered fumbles, interceptions, uh, impact player and a guy that uh, in this game is going to have the uh, the responsibility him and Levante David of bottling up Ezekiel Elliott because uh, that's sort of the that's that's sort of the main piece of their offense. Everything sort of runs through him, whether it's play action, throwing the ball to him. Uh, it's in his hands a lot, uh, and so that'll be job one for the Bucks. And you'll hear from you know, Devin uh, talking about that and what he thinks uh, his game can go to, what he thinks the next level is for him in terms of, of his performance. So uh, enjoy that interview as well. So Tom Brady, Devin White, and then our breakdown of the game. We'll give you that as well right now uh, before we get to those interviews. Look, I've looked at this. Uh, you know, the Bucks I think, are favored by some eight points, I want to say. Which seven and a, a half, yeah, right around there. Seven yeah. and a half, eight, yeah, depending on when you when you got your bets down. That's a big spread, uh, particularly for a, an opening game uh, against a, a Cowboys team that's not that bad, folks. I mean, I would not be fooled by you know their 2020 record. 
Uh, clearly, Dak Prescott got hurt in week five and was out for the rest of the year. Uh, their defense was in complete shambles. That's why they've hired former Falcons head coach Dan Quinn, who's come in there and, 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 and reinstalled a 4-3. They, they sort of got caught in between. They ran a 3-4 last year. They didn't really have the personnel for it. They're back to a 4-3. They've drafted guys to help that defense, um, guys like uh, uh, Micah Parsons, uh, who's the outstanding linebacker from Penn State, and he's going to be a big player in this game. Uh, they have good players. I mean, even on that side of the ball, I mean, Jalen Smith, um, their corners, uh, Trevon Diggs and and uh, you know Anthony Anthony Brown. I mean, they got they got good players. Uh, everybody's good in the NFL, and this Dallas team has a lot of pride. Mike McCarthy needs to win, I think. Um, you know, Jerry is is uh, reluctant to fire coaches, but I think this is a big year for Mike McCarthy. And you know, and Dan Quinn knows he knows the Bucks a little bit. I mean, he's that guy that you know sort of uh, has has studied them. Um, I think he'll know how to attack their defense. He's had some success in the past in Atlanta, um, you know, doing that and uh, d- attack their offense defensively. And and I, I just think this is going to be a closer game than people are saying it's going to be. I, I don't see, even though Dak Prescott has not played, and, and, and that unquestionably is a factor. There's a confidence issue there. He's going to have guys at his feet, and maybe the biggest thing is that Zach Martin isn't expected to play, and that's their biggest loss that, that the Cowboys have suffered because he's their best lineman. And I mean, he might be their best player in many respects, but he's their best lineman, um, and he's the, an interior lineman. So you know, he's the guy who's responsible for helping to stop Indomitian Sioux uh, in Vita Vea, and so that's that's a huge loss for them. Um, but that aside, Dak Prescott before the injury was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, he was second. Uh, he's just a year removed from being second in the NFL in passing yards, had 4,900 yards and, and 30 touchdowns and 11 interceptions uh, back in, in 2019. So um, I, I just think that we, we just kind of assume that because we haven't seen him, had a little bit of a shoulder issue at one point in training camp, that he's not going to be Dak Prescott. But I assure you that's who they're expecting and that's who they're preparing for. Yeah, that's. I think that's. I mean, that's the biggest X factor is Dak, it because is. if Dak isn't what we remember or saw two years mm-hmm. ago at this point, it doesn't mean he won't get back to there. Sure. But if he's sure. not a hundred percent, he's not ready. Then I, I don't see how Dallas can win this game. I, I mean, I, I still think the biggest key to this game is the Buccaneers controlling their emotion. Mm-hmm. It's I the first too. time in front of sixty-seven thousand fans at home. That's right. There, it's Super Bowl. It's national TV. It's opening night. It's everything about everything about it is, you know, we're the Super Bowl champs, and you know, and heavily now favored. now we're gonna yeah we're heavily favored. Now we're finally gonna get to enjoy it, and, mm-hmm. and can they control that on the field and, and not rush things or make mistakes because yep. they're too amped up or yes, you know, I don't want to say not focused because that's not the right word, but it, it's that. You know, lack of discipline. You get too you get too amped up. You mm-hmm. just don't do your job. You try you try to do too much. You try to make splash plays. Yeah, and that's how you lose run fits and things like that. I mean, now having Tom Brady as your quarterback helps that tremendously. It does. A, a guy who's mm-hmm. okay. This is his seventh time coming out and defending a Super Bowl. Um, who's been through everything in the NFL. I mean, you know, and and. You know, uh, Byron Leftwich on, on your interview that we played on Monday's podcast, if you haven't listened to, go back and listen to it. Talked about just how patient Tom is 
mm-hmm. and how quarterbacks get bored back there and mm-hmm. start wanting to make splash plays and do too much. And Tom doesn't. He is right. patient and will wait and and will take what you give him. And he'll keep yes. taking what you give him. And, and that's why he's been so successful and so consistent for 20-plus years in the NFL is that right. he doesn't sit there going, okay, i got to make a play now. I'm, I'm bored. I'm this. I'm whatever. You know, and, and so Brady's Brady's leadership there on the offense should help that, but you know it's still you know Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and, and name you know many of the players on the team that have never. I mean, there's a lot of them that have never had really success in the NFL till last year, as far as a team mm-hmm. success and, and and that playoffs and and now now you're the hunted, now you're the big dog, now you're coming out to the first time to this crowd, including you know this crowd's three times larger practically than the Super Bowl crowd at your home mm-hmm. stadium that you wanted. And so I think, you know, just controlling those emotions and staying within yourself and sticking to the game plan is going to be key. But if Dak's not healthy, I don't see a way. I mean, the Cowboys have weapons on offense. Ezekiel Elliott, they got three good receivers. I mean, you could sit there and say, which receiving core would you rather have, the Cowboys or the Bucks? Oh, no doubt. I mean, you know, both are tremendous. Uh, yeah. You know, I question whether Dallas's offensive line can block you know the Bucks without Zach Martin. Rush? That's going to be yeah, that's going to be a problem. I mean, yeah. you know, we saw in the Super Bowl. Granted, Kansas City was down more than one lineman in that, but you know, when you when you don't have your when you're not 100 percent up front against that Bucks defensive rush, good luck stopping it. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, go through the names: Shaq Barrett and JPP and Adamikin Sue and Vita Vea, and now you add Joe Tryon Shoinka. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm curious to see how he plays in his first game. Um, yeah, you know, and part of the gonna... emotion and all that with him too is, you know, I mean, that's part of being a rookie and, and, and right. getting this and he, and this is the biggest stage to make your debut on. So, yeah, I think your point about starting fast is, is, is something right. I, I think sometimes when there's so much expectations and we've experienced here in Tampa Bay, um, you know, when they went to the NFC championship game and lost to the Rams, uh, 11 to 11 to six and should have won six, five, um, they started the next year. I'm not sure who they played. They, uh, I think well, I do know who they played. They played the New York Giants, and Trent Dilfer was horrible. I think at one point, the, I think the Giants maybe had 100 yards going into the fourth quarter. The defense absolutely stoned them, but the Bucks lost. Like I don't know, I want to say 13 to 10 or something like that. It was it was a, it was a terrible performance offensively. bunch of bunch of turnovers, you what whatnot. Now Tom Brady is not Trent Dilfer. We know this. Um, but nonetheless, there's a lot of expectation, a lot of hype, uh, and, and they laid an egg on opening day. Same thing happened in 2003. Uh, they had won the Super Bowl in 02. They were hosting the Saints, and they they just weren't really in the game. They they kind of got behind early. Uh, I think they lost like 24 to 10. Um, they rallied sort of late, uh, and then and then there was a I think a, a, a pick six or a or no I don't know it's Tom Tupa. Uh, couldn't get a ball off punting in the end zone and, and uh, it ended up being a touchdown for the Saints. I wrote at that time that it was like a patient who had been in a coma waking up just in time to say goodbye. <laughs> he was like, you know, uh, uh, we're not doing anything. Oh, we might. Okay, now they're going to lose. And so they, they lost that game, uh, you know, the first the season opener, uh, you know, uh, of that season, I want to say, or or thereabouts. So, listen, uh it, it's not automatic. I think I think we saw them in Houston. They came out. Communication was a problem. Even though on offense you should have, you know, in your home stadium the advantage, there's still going to be enough Dallas fans 
and enough buzz that they'll have to do some hand signals and some things. They've worked on that. But in Houston, where there wasn't a ton of people, you know, they came out and had a false start on the first play. Uh, and then they had a seven-yard loss on second down. And you can't give up field position. You know, we saw them do this against the Saints a couple years ago. They couldn't convert on third down the first three or four series. Next thing you know, you know, the Saints wind up winning that game 38-3. to So you've got to get a little bit of momentum and keep your crowd in the game. When you have that sort of home field advantage and that sort of energy, you want to keep that energy rolling in your favor uh, because people get nervous. And, um, you know, so, so they're going to have to, they're going to have to weather their emotions and, and Dallas, you know, really has nothing to lose. They're not supposed to win this game. Uh, but we, you know, the thing about the Cowboys, we haven't seen them together. You know, they haven't been together. Dak hasn't played mm-hmm. in the preseason. So, uh, when you're talking about, look, the matchups are, are not good uh, on defense for the Bucs in, in the sense that Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and, and Amari Cooper uh, can match up favorably with, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown. Uh, I would take, you know, those guys are younger, uh, more dynamic. They each do different things. And, you know, you, you know to have three receivers on the field like that, plus a tight end, plus Ezekiel, it's very difficult to sort of focus on on shutting down one guy. Uh, and if there is a, an Achilles heel, I know they came a long way in the postseason, but that's still a young secondary. They're still prone to making mistakes. Mm-hmm. We saw them against the Kansas City Chiefs at midseason give up 200-and-something yards to Tyree Kill. Now, some of that was schematic. I thought Todd Bowles didn't have the best game plan. Um, but we, we know it's possible. We know that those games are out there, and you just got to hope, if you're a Bucks fan, that this isn't going to be that game where, where you know, it's bombs away. Uh, you know, they, they've fallen behind in games before. Now, I think this is a team, you know, you don't carry over one year to the next, but they did win their last eight games. Um, so it's, it's not as if, you know, sort of the struggles we saw early last season, they should be, they should be way ahead of that. Uh, I know they're excited to play. I know they're anxious. Uh, I think they're going to come out and, and, you know, the matchups favor them, and I think they're going to steamroll the Cowboys. But – uh, at least that's their plan. But but usually NFL games aren't won, you know, going away. They're not won by eight points or ten points or you know, it's usually a field goal or or a touchdown or less. And uh, you know, at the end of the night, I, I mean, I think this is going to be a closer game than most people realize. It's probably going to be a higher scoring game than the Bucks would like uh, because I think the Cowboys are capable, uh, very capable of, of breaking off some big plays. So. I think we got a good matchup. I mean, I think it's going to be an entertaining football on both sides. All right, so to get you ready for this, we're going to play a portion of my interview with Tom Brady that I had at the uh, Advent Health Care Center. It was outside because we're socially distanced, so yes, you will hear probably some uh, some groundskeeping uh, silently in the background or not so <laughs> silently. Uh, some things beeping up, backing up, and you'll hear the beeps and all of that, so uh, this is not in a uh, in a studio like we would prefer to do it uh, or have done it in the past, but uh, uh, he's a very entertaining uh, interview with Tom. And then, of course, Devin White, the Bucks linebacker, will follow that, um, talking to him about his goals for this season, um, who he's consulted in, former linebackers that uh, he's gotten some advice from. You'll look forward to, to hearing those interviews as well. So enjoy the interviews. Enjoy the game. It's Bucks against the Cowboys tonight. The NFL season kicks off at Raymond James Stadium. 
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's a huge game. You've played at huge games. The year you had was unbelievable. 25,000 people got to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. That was different. You've been to a lot of them. Um, just for your perspective, I mean, that's what you want to be. You want to be playing that first game in the NFL, right? What, what, will, what will Thursday night mean? Um, you put last year behind, but but you want to be, you want the, you haven't seen the total stadium, right, the way yeah. it can be and that kind of thing. Yeah, and I asked Ronde, I saw Ronde yesterday and asked him about it. He's like, man, this place is going to be awesome. Yeah. Like in the late 90s, early 2000s, it was one of the best places to play so we all look forward to that I mean at the end of the day we all love being out there on the stadium field with the people cheering and you know you want to go and perform well so we got a little taste of it in the preseason but nothing nothing like what it'll come back pretty quick but even you know the crowd noise in Houston like we messed up the first couple couple plays of the game because the communication was bad and I said you know I was pretty you know just it wasn't like last year, where you can communicate everything so easily, and we really got to lock in on different things and understand it's going to be both different this year. This move for you, obviously you won a Super Bowl. I mean, it's one of the greatest stories ever in NFL history, but all of this, has it worked out? I mean, not just football, yeah. your family, everything you like? Absolutely. I think it's been, um, whatever I thought I was getting into, it's been so much better. You know, I mean, as, as good as I could have envisioned it, it's been even more enjoyable than that. You know, it's just, you know, it's it's a little, it's very much a different life, you know, to being in the Northeast. And I had a great 20 years, and I never want to take away from that. But also this experience has been amazing. You know, it's, it's like a, it's a great kept secret, you know. It's a small city. Everything's close. The airport's close. Works close, right? We live on the water. In the January, February, March, I mean, every day I go out there with Clyde. I'm like, Clyde, top 20, you know? <laughs> and there's something to be said for that, you know? Yeah, I mean, there is. Right now in the Northeast, it's just going like this. It's, yeah. you know, 70, 60, 50, 40, 30, and you're out there every day. And yeah. this is just such a, it's so much fun. We pay the price now because when you get to October, November, December, January, that's, that's when it's at its best, right? It's so good. You've also you've also found your voice, right? I mean, this is a different time for you in your yeah. life and your career. Uh, has that your personalities come out? You even braved some crap today. Uh, you know, uh, just uh, yeah. just what, what has that part been for you? You've even been vocal about union matters and things like that. I mean, just just more growth for you. Different. Different area of your of your career. Yeah, some of it I'm trying to have fun, and some of what I'd really like for to help make like that. What I think is, some, and I have a lot of perspective on certain things. So, you know, like there's certain things that frustrate me. You know, that I say, okay, well, like this is something I should speak up about. Yeah, things as it relates to pro football, the unions. You know, I mean, I've been around for 20 years to watch. Okay, are we? Is it getting better or worse? Yeah. And when I feel like it gets worse, I go, what are we doing? Like, this yeah. is not the purpose of the game. But yeah. there's people that are making decisions that don't have the same perspective. You know, and not that mine's always right, but at least I like to feel like 
my points for the two, right? You know, because some of them I think get made just for the sake of making it work. The number rules is crazy. I mean, you're, you're literally, guys change their numbers today. <laughs> so they're playing two guys on defense that are now different numbers than they did in the preseason. So, yeah, you got to watch film and know who you're studying, but so do the running backs. They got to know who to block. So this offensive line. Mm. So this is the, the receivers who are adjusting their routes based on blitzes. Yeah. So one guy's got a six, one guy's got an 11, one guy's got a nine. And they change every play, and you break that on, you run out to your spot, and yeah. it's going to be very, a very challenging thing. You know, it's, it's a good advantage for the defense, which that's what it is. It's just, it'd be like saying, what if I let the offensive lineman wear 82 and run number nine? They wouldn't know who's eligible. They wouldn't even know who's eligible. Yeah. Well, that's not fair because, well, yeah. you'd say, okay, well, at least identify who the D line is, who the linebackers and who the safeties are. Yeah. You know, you're going to have a lot of matchups where, you know, guys are blocking the wrong guys. And I don't know why that's, why, why that should be. Yeah. No, I, I this is a game of chess. And it's like, it's not, I'll just figure it out as you go. Like, there's a very specific reason why you do every single thing in football. And you study hard so you can put yourself in a good position. But then now you're going to get to the game and, you know, be confused the whole time because, you know, you're rotating what a D lineman used to look like versus what a linebacker versus what a safety looks like. It's going to be... It was, it was a... Yeah. So things like Not that were well thought very out. pointless. Yeah. Um, you had a different offseason. You didn't get to do everything you wanted to, but you look and feel, I think, because you felt I'd have to wear a sleeve every day. Yeah. Um, and very pleasant, you know. Good for me to feel like I could just move around more freely and... Um, I've had a knee sleeve on for 13 years, you know, and even that, just that little bit of compression, you know, keeps my hamstring from working the right way, or yeah. keeps, you know, you try to compress the knee to keep it more stable, but then you're also compressing the quad, so it's been like the first time where I can just run, you know, and not think about it, so I'm not going to turn into, you know, Michael Vick out there, but <laughs> at least I'm not going to be super restricted we saw you moving some waggle ability yeah a little bit more a little bit more it's never been strong but yeah last final one uh, or two real quick uh, just what is trying to defend what, what does that mean I mean that's you, you're the only one that's done it the last six, seventeen years but you get back to this game so what are they in for I mean everything's different right very um and I think that's what you got to guard against. You can't think that, oh, it's just going to go the way that it went last year. Yeah. So if we just, we already know what to expect, so let's not put the same level of effort. And I think my point is like, no, we know what to expect, and we actually didn't have, you know, it's not like we won 20 games last year. You know, we won 15, we are 15 and 5. It's not like we were undefeated and we were blowing teams out. Like, there's a lot of room for improvement, at least I feel, from our offense. So yeah. I like to see us, you know, start fast and, play well and be on the same page and communicate well and ultimately that's going to be the key to our success how well we can communicate in the moment make the changes we need to make and then go execute you guys beat COVID last year it's still around you've had it yeah uh, and, and you, I guess after the bowl parade so you feel pretty safe as far as like you know hey we got to do this again now guys we got to be together if we do that we'll take care of each other that's how, that was a big key last yeah and I think it's going to be challenging this year actually I believe it's going to play more of a factor this year than last year, just because of the way that 
do what we're doing now and what yeah. the stadium's going to look like sure. and what the travel looks like and the amount of people in the building yeah. and the fans. It's like, yeah. it's not last year, although we're getting tested like last year. Right. You know, it's going to be, I definitely think um, the guys are going to be out at different points. Yeah. You know, people are just going to deal with it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty anxious to play. Um, just ready to show off everything that I've been working on this past uh, offseason. You know, I got in with uh, my mentor, you know, watched a lot of film, talked to a lot of old vets, just, you know, that played the game the right way. Uh, my mentor is a guy uh, that I grew up with, Sean Houston. Uh, you know, he's a guy that's been in my corner forever. So I lean on him, lean on a lot of guys that played play the game. Play? Yeah, he played receiver. Um, he went to college and everything, but, you know, I guess when he got done, you know, he wanted to take another route. And, you know, he's been around. He's the reason why I'm playing football. And he got his own son coming up. That's a nice-looking quarterback. He got ways to go. But he's, he's always been a, a, a student of the game. So anything yeah, anything that I tell him, you know, he goes study the, the best of the best. And he kind of bring back what he saw. So it's kind of like, you know, somebody I can lean on when I need. You know, just want to uh, work on things. What you watch? Oh, man. Who didn't watch? I guess. Who didn't? I don't say yeah. That's the question. Who yeah. did not watch, man? I, I watched a lot of Levante game. Yeah. You know, uh, just seeing what he do, like, cause he's he right beside me. So yeah. just get a better feel of how he played when he's gonna do something to be able to back him up or simulate his game. Cause me been doing it at a high level for a long time. I know another guy that was real big for me this all season that I was actually hands on with. Uh, you know, phone call was uh, Patrick Willis. You know, a good, that's, that's a guy that yeah. to, that's a good friend of mine. I, I, people always be amazed when they ask me who my favorite player is, and that's who I say, you know, favorite linebacker watching growing up. I just feel like we got similar background stories, you know, small country kids. And, you know, we kind of do the same thing I like on the field. You know, he's just so dynamic, so explosive in every phase of the game, and that's what I'm working to get to. So he was a guy that I leaned on heavy, and he could really relate to me because he could feel the passion and the energy through the phone. So he didn't mind uh, helping me, talking to me, just giving me tips. And, man, um, another guy is uh, Luke. Luke is a great friend of mine through CAA. Yeah, we got the same agency, so okay. I've been able to be in contact with him since my rookie year in the league. That guy, that and, guy called a play before. And that's, and that's where I'm trying to be, and I, I got a good feel on it. You know, I make a lot of plays just off anticipation from knowing what's coming. But, I mean, you can always take your game to the next level. I feel like he was the best cover linebacker that ever played the game, uh, hands down, in the tape shows. And, you know, I lean on him for things in that nature as well. Just take all these guys' game and – and just spice it up and add it to my game because I come with a lot of flavor already. Yeah, they, uh, so was the, uh, was the Willis connection this year or had you known him before? Yeah, I, I say it kind of started like, um, man, the end of my rookie year. Yeah. It's kind of the end of my rookie year, but it got deeper going into this season, the last season and carrying on into this offseason. It's like growing more and more because, I mean, I think some guys just – reach out just to say they talk to that person, but when a guy can really feel it, feel the passion, feel the energy, they more in tune to help you even more. So, I mean, you did everything last year, right? I mean, um, you could have been the Super Bowl MVP. You're, you're debuting at 28 in the top 100, right? So the, the bar is high. Um, I know you think about things like you already won a Super Bowl. You think about Defensive Player of the Year and things like that? Yeah, I mean, I always think about uh, – just getting the team goal first because yeah. I look at it as if the team playing well, I'm playing well because I'm one of the huge parts of this team. Yeah. But all those goals are on my list because 
I mean, I feel like I'm a guy that can take over a game at any moment, but I also feel like I'm a guy that's still climbing, like ceiling still high, still climbing, and I'm not like who I'm going to be in the yeah. near, near future, yeah. but I'm pretty close, and I feel like I just got to tighten up in all areas and keep proving to myself and to my teammates that I'm that guy every time I step on the field. And that's just the number one thing for me is being consistent because I'm going to make the plays. You know, I'm always going to be around the ball. I'm going to put myself in the right position. So I think those things right there are very much in reach for myself because I'm going to be a guy that's, like they say, I make the splash plays, I get the tackles, and everything that you would want in a defensive player of the year type of guy. So I just got to keep uh, even adding more to my game. And a pass rusher. I mean, you're only <laughs> second to JPP on this team. Yeah, by half a set. Yeah. You almost got that too. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, it's it's remarkable, sort of what you, what you've accomplished in, in a short time. Um, and yet, there, there's so much more out there. When you when you had to sit down, right? When, you, when the COVID hit and you didn't play against Atlanta, and, and they scheduled the game for Sunday, you would have played on Sunday. It was Saturday, so you missed that by a day. How, how much pent up energy did that? Like, what did that? Football is rarely taken away from, from guys, right? It's usually an injury or something like this. So, so how difficult, what did you do with that? Because when you came back, not that you weren't playing well already, <laughs> yeah. but you dominated against Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Pat Mahomes. I mean, you were even a better player. I don't know Yeah, that makes sense. I think the game being taken away from me, I just think it opened my eyes to, like, and it, it allowed me to see how much more the game really means to me. And it meant a hell of a lot. Oh, already. man, like, it, it meant a lot to me because, I mean, every day I walk on the field, every day I, I'm so thankful because I'm able to play the game at a high level, not just go out there and get reps and, you know, be a guy. I'm able, I'm able to be that guy. And that's something that I was very, very – I had so many goals. I wanted to get double-digit sacks. I knew Atlanta was a team that I always got sacks yeah. on from my rookie year, yeah. so I knew it was very achievable. Uh, I wanted to – whatever tackles Levante was his most, I think it was 145, 143. We, I know we talked about it. I wanted to beat his total tackle uh, stat for a season. It's just so much energy that I, ball, I had balled up from not being able to go out there for that last game. And I was – It looked like you were going to play playoffs. Yeah, and I was healthy. I wasn't like a – you know, I was a healthy guy. I wasn't like an injured scratch. So I was really, really mad because it's like, hey, I'm supposed to be over there. And then when that happened, man, I just felt so bad when I wasn't able to play in the playoff game because I knew I bring a lot to the defense. And you no know, offense to my guys out there, but you can tell that it's a different type of energy, a different type of light from that game in Washington from the first game when I came back. That, that for was the, rest the hardest of the, game they had. For the rest of the season. It's just, it's just what I bring. And, man, it's just something God gave me for my teammates. But at the end of the day, they, those guys got the job done. But I knew when I came back, man, my, my biggest thing was – I wanted to make a statement and show and show the world that I make our ball club a better team just by me being out there because I'm going to get guys lined up. I'm going to have energy. I'm going to be passionate about everything I do. And the I'm most, make a ton of plays. I'm going to make a ton of plays. That was what I was about to say. And the most important thing, I'm going to make a lot of plays. So I, sometimes I look at it and I say having the game taken away from me for those two weeks was a great thing because I was at a point where I was just playing, 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 but having the game took away from me. It hurted me so much that it brought more energy, and that was probably what we needed for a spark from myself. Yeah. Um, biggest play of the year, maybe. I mean, you get a game ceiling interception in the Super Bowl. You get the one you called your shot in New Orleans. Yeah. Did you just feel? Did you just feel it's coming? Yeah. I mean, it's just so. It's a. It's a certain point in the game. You look. You always looking at the eyes of the game. 
we're like, okay, it's going back and forth, but they kind of got us right now. But when we finally, you know, took that lead, three points, it's like, but if they go score, they back up four. So it was like, man, I wanna, I'm going to make us a play so we can put it away. That was my whole mindset. I was on the sideline. And I had already told the media earlier that if this going to be Drew B's, you know, final Last year, game. I ain't got a significant play on them yet. So I got to make that, that happen as well because I talked about it. So I got I to gotta bag that up. And I, and I like to put a lot of pressure on myself. So that's why I'm very comfortable with saying things publicly because I know what I'm going to bring that, that very next nice game. And Yes, sir. So, I mean, that was the number one thing, man. I was glad, you know, I called it the dagger. You know, I just just think about just sticking a sword in their chest and just ripping it out, just putting a dagger in them. So I, I was very excited that I was placed in the opportunity and I was able to showcase what I could do going against a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback and a great team that if I say if they beat us, they win the Super Bowl last year because it was that it was that great of a team. So, I mean, it was it was everything worked in my favor, but, I mean, I put in a lot of hard work to uh, be able to uh, show that. that. Yes, sir. Do you remember the play? I mean, obviously you remember the play. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I think I know for sure we was in a uh, quarters defense. And one of the bad things that um, I was doing a lot last year, I wasn't getting to my drops and being under control. It was more I was being lazy, and it didn't allow me to break on many passes. I was always, you know, guys catch the ball underneath and tackle them, and I tackle them. I wasn't. Breaking yeah, them up, yeah. I wasn't, yeah, trying to pick them, you know. And that was something that I, at the end of the season, I wanted to get better on my game. You know, working hard early in a passing down and being able to react and make plays on balls instead of just tackling guys. And I, and I did that, and I knew concepts. I'm, I'm knowing concepts. I'm learning the route concepts, and, you know, I knew exactly what they was doing, so I was able to put myself in the right position. Because of how you played, because of the guys who came back, is this defense – just starting to get great. In other words, you guys you saw what you did in the postseason. You pick it up from that point, there's another level, right, as a team. You think, I mean, as great as your offense is, they can always get the complicity because of Brady. This might be a defensive-led team this year, right? Most definitely. Um, we certainly feel that way. Uh, we got high goals, you know, set on the defensive side of the ball for us, like, how many interceptions we want, how many turnovers. Do we want to lead the lead in turnovers? Right? Yeah, touchdown. That's um, – that's uh, TB Tybo's biggest thing is we want to be a 16, you know, point game team. Like, we don't want to give no more than 16. Last year, I think we did 19. We gave up 19. So it's just always about setting a standard and holding each other accountable, you know. Uh, everybody on the team, you, I could be telling them, like, get somebody to hold you accountable. You know, make sure they, they not letting you slack. And my person is Dean because he's so nonchalant. So I want him to always watch me, see how hard I go. And then the minute he see me slack, let me know about it. Yeah, so that I mean that's how we coming. We just man, we always knew that we had more room to improve, and I feel like we're gonna get it done this year. Man, you see us come out and uh, go against the Titans, go against the offense, and we kill it, man. It's just it's just so hard in training camp because you're trying you trying to rotate, you try to rotate guys in. Yeah. You can't be you can be physical, but you can't really play how you play. So it's like we're ready to get in that environment where we stacking them against other teams. But I think man, uh, just when we come out this week, I think we're gonna come out fast. In these two quarters that we get in, uh, this weekend, I think it's going to lead over Make to that, that Thursday night game. Final thing, I've never seen anything as cool. The boat parade was cool. You riding Dream around yeah. Raymond James Stadium holding the Lombardi Trophy was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I know you're a big horseman. How many you got down here now? I got two down here, but I'm working on bringing four more. So Dream's here, right? Yeah, Dream, the Django, and I got yeah. about four more uh, mares that I'm going to bring. Okay. And, and Dream is what kind of a horse? Kind standard of, bread. Standard Pace bread. of bread horse. Standard bread. 
Um, what did that feel like? I mean, that, that's yeah. an indescribable. Like, I've watched it about a hundred times. <laughs> it's, it's so cool because it's just you, the Lombardi. It took some doing, right, for the ownership and everybody left yeah, you in there? Yeah, I had to talk to everybody. You know, I had to get their blessings. And I think one thing about this organization, you know, uh, for myself is, you know, when I was drafted, I met everybody. I know yeah. faces, I know yeah. names, yeah. and we talked more than just football. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm get, I'm Big cool with the family, yeah. So the, even the, um, the Glazers, their daughters wanted to see it. They was like, this cool. So everything just, it just went into play. You know, Brian Ford, he was the major help. He was the first person that uh, I reached out to after Jason Light. You know, Jason Light was like, hey, you got my blessings. So I had to go, you know, go trick it down. Yeah. And, man, they made it happen. And, I mean, it was a very special moment because, at the end of the day, I'm not a person that gets drunk and not get drunk or anything. <laughs> right. So the boat ride, it was fun for me to see the see the community, the, yeah, you know, yeah. the Tampa Bay community out there. But yeah. I just didn't have that same feeling as everybody else. And I was kind of being selfish. I wanted to do my own thing and riding a horse in the stadium. Was passions, my, right? Yeah, it was it was my own thing. But I was like, man, I just want to just take a victory lap. I felt like that was the victory lap for me. And for most of my teammates, the boat ride was the victory lap for them. Yeah, to yeah. Stead, it's song that we finally, we really wanted. But me, I didn't really get that feel, you know. I enjoyed it, yeah. but when I took a ride around that stadium, that was like, that was like a surreal moment. It's like you really did it, and I mean, I was smiling here to ear, you know. Then you got a Lombardi trophy. Like I never won a championship in my life, so like I got a real championship trophy in my hand. I was blessed, and I was thankful. Yeah. And you know, if we win again, I wouldn't want to do it again. That's a one-time That's a one thing. That's, yeah. I do it one time. I'm not gonna try to get into SoFi. Stadium. Nah, I ain't gonna try to do it. I ain't. That's a long haul on the horse. Yeah. All right, well, I'm ready for some football. I don't know about you guys. I'm going to head over there. Make sure you get over there early. Uh, I think the parking lot's open at 4.30 at Raymond James if you're headed out to the game. Uh, If you're not, stay away. (laughs) Stay away from Dale Mabry. It's not going to be a good traffic pattern necessarily. Um, But uh, make sure you you give yourselves plenty of time. And they do advise if you're going to try to see Ed Sheeran, um, it's going to be really difficult for you to make it into the stadium. They want you there by 8 p.m. so you can participate and some of the audience things uh, that they have planned. They say it's going to be great, a great pregame. Uh, I would I would anticipate a flyover. Let's hope the weather cooperates. I know uh, this time of year we always get some late afternoon thunderstorms. I hope what's brewing in the Gulf doesn't turn into a tropical storm and, and spread some rain this way. But uh, you might want to bring a poncho or something uh, just to make sure you stay dry. But otherwise, enjoy the kickoff to the National Football League season. 2021 is here. The Bucks defending their Super Bowl 55 title tonight against the Dallas Cowboys. For Steve Burstink, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Times. Have a great day, everybody. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.